0: Welcome to The Looking Glass A podcast exploring the relationship between people and their creativity I'm Neil Cowley and this week I'm talking to electronic music composer and artist Ben Lucas Boyson Ben has just released his latest album Mirage on the London based label Erased Tapes His neoclassical composition and groundbreaking production has gained him fans across the musical divide, and I'm particularly interested in his idiosyncratic style of creating piano-based music while citing himself as a non-piano player. We speak to him from his home in Berlin in early June 2020. Is that a beer you just put in your hand, or is that your vape?
1: No, no, that's something to refill the thing, like in case. So I don't have to move at all. The coffee's over there. <laughs> oh no, it's over there. Um, the, the e-cigarettes here, microphones there. It's a thing of beauty. Well, beauty. we've had
0: we beauty, beauty. We've <laughs> had um, we've had legendary conversations over coffee in your flat because I'm I'm looking at it now through Zoom. I can see behind you. Um, yeah. Many memories of that sofa that I've, <laughs> I've lay upon, and uh, we even documented that, didn't we? We uh, we talked about. I had to admit to you that I'd slept through great swathes of the session that we did together.
1: Well, that yeah, just on the other day when I saw the saw the 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 promo video where I, where I thought like this, it the sleeping part was put a bit too much into focus, probably because <laughs> yeah, it was it was wasn't it? Yeah, I
0: looked like I was really sort of just freeloading at the end of that.
1: Yeah and and like this i think it would be the moment in time to say that that was not the case like we <laughs> it uh, was such a small portion thanks and, ben yeah <laughs> Re- thanks redeeming qualities like of second one it's beautiful <laughs> um,
0: um yeah, yeah they were lovely days though we did have many a uh, many a coffee uh, in your lovely uh, apartment which part of berlin is it i always forget somewhere sort of centralish
1: Neu- neukölln it's it's yeah, southish but like the the inner the inner um, um, train line feels very centerish wherever you are so yeah. uh, but I'm on the right end of the of yeah the south end of Berlin
0: and you made me great coffee uh, and great food and I always felt extremely welcome and as I remember it I turned up at your apartment and we we talked for about three hours before we did anything yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's quite rare
1: really. <laughs> it is do you, i mean uh, is it uh, it's that's the uh, is, it, is it normal is it normal for you then <laughs> does everyone talk at your house no yeah i do i do i really like actually i had a i had this um uh, this uh, rough trade interview the other day well an interview it wasn't an interview but it was like a and a right. and somebody asked if i approach people to work with and i said yes and no um, because i'd not not like blindly like if things fall into place like in our case or when you i remember our first phone call was i just noticed like if if he's okay with me not being able to do the great things that he can do then then we're gonna have a lot of fun because like I'm, i'm coming from such a different um angle and and ability range that it is that it's that it could be great or it could be super complicated.
0: Without conceit, then. You say, I had I had a range of abilities, let's say, that you didn't have. So try and define those for it, me.
1: Uh, well, playing piano, reading notes, be, being able to improvise, right. um, being able to come up with ideas on the spot, like finding right. solutions for stuff that I would need hours for because… My note reading is my music theory in general is just technically non existent. <laughs> and you just sit down on the piano, it's like, and then, then and, and you're there. And it's mm. something that I could watch for hours uh, because. Oh, well,
0: that, that's is, good because I did watch you for hours, as we just said a moment yeah, but ago. But that's because I'm
1: slow. <laughs> no, <it was> like, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all.
0: No, because I found, I found your approach absolutely fascinating because I, I thought you, you immediately struck me some, as someone who was very musical. Um, and oh, you, you are you are um, what uh, people would perceive you as a piano player, and and by your words, I mean I'm I'm not agreeing necessarily, but by your words, they're wrong. You're shaking yeah. your head.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like because I'm I'm I like the, that, the, I'm not saying that's an insult to actual piano players, but it no. is, it is not doing somebody who can you know who mastered the craft and can actually yeah. you know studied years in like put years into learning this instrument, it's just not fair towards them because I didn't. I mean, I I played, but like just like most people play when they're between 10 and 16 and either they become really good, which I never was, partly to being lazy, um, partially to just not being, like I'm not a very instrumental person. Like yeah. that's that, that, that's what I admire um, in you and in others as well. But uh, like the, 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 the ability to understand uh an instrument well i know what you mean I, I mean when i
0: think of being an orchestral composer which you know at some point or another i've dreamt of yeah. being or i attempt to be and i always think i really wish feel like i need to know each instrument i admire those people who yeah. know each instrument and it's it's constraints and yeah. it's range um and i always have i literally have to go and google you know what the range is on a french horn and stuff like that yeah um, <clears throat> But, exactly. but you, I thought you were an interesting, very interesting case in point because because then I decided that you were an out and out composer, um, and, yeah, and and you don't have the battles that I have, which is right. yes, I mean you think it was a a, a a gift to be able to improvise, but there's too yeah. much going on, you know, there's too True. much going on, and you have to sort of siphon through all this. I mean, the editing process is utterly ridiculous. In fact, the editing <laughs> process is really key, I think, to what. You do, because I was fascinated to watch you use the, what's the, it's like the notator page on, what are you, to Yeah, right in ableton yeah. Mm. Mm. So you use the notator page and you move up notes up and down in a way, in a fluent and fluid way that I, I was like, oh wait, what's he doing there? And your, your mouse, you're using your mouse as a sort of instrument, up, down, up, down, <laughs> and your ear, and you're pushing, no, that's not right, that's, and, and it was great that music theory per se went out the window i mean yeah. and, and i really i really empathize with that because <laughs> i fell short at music theory i got the pass mark at grade 5 theory you know i got you know that right. was as far as i got
1: right mm. i mean and this, it is it is probably good i mean there's so much to be said for having like a solid um educational foundation behind it it is it's you know hmm. uh, b- behind what you do whatever you do because like i I would not trust a brain surgeon with my kind of professional experience, like basically educational experience. If a brain surgeon would have the same amount of <laughs> theoretic experience that I have in music, yeah. I would not have him go, come near me. <laughs> it is, it is more in the nature of what we're doing that it's not necessarily hurtful. You know, it yeah. can be boring, it can be not exciting, but like you walk away, and um, and uh, the, the this. I think that's where probably both of these worlds could come together quite nice. When you well, I I,
0: I think we came together by ear. Yeah, uh, you know, because I I think I use way more ear. I just happen to have a sort of m- my tool tools are my hands uh, on the piano. You yeah. have a, a very similar ear, I think, but your tools are hands. Uh, programming, really. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It seemed to me. I mean, are, are there any other met- methods that you use that I'm I'm
1: missing out on? randomization because then you basically can wash your hands in it entirely (laughs) if you have like a if you have a a, a, like rhythmic um uh what's it called Uh, there's this wonderful uh plugin basically an arpeggiator and random arpeggiator in uh, already in ableton but i do that like on the on the last album i also did that with the synths that i just basically deliberately set everything to wherever i can to Mm -hmm. random so that i just see what what comes out and how how much you have to harness it, yeah. and how much you can just let it go, and uh, that's ba- basically as close as I come to improvisation by letting the machines do it for me <laughs> but I just yeah. feed it a simple idea and see how many permutations come out of it.
0: yeah, but I see my my argument with that or for that is that there is always a a, a point where your one's ear kicks in as the artist. you have to yes. make a choice, you have to make a choice, and you it do. really doesn't matter whether my hands uh, on the piano make the initial sketches the yeah. composer in me or the composer in you still has to make a choice um i'm, I'm interested in, in in why why you can't read notes but but not that that's a bad thing but i'm just interested in why you can't why that didn't happen and whether that's because your parents just gave you the freedom to discover music your own way mm. or was there someone saying oh you must learn it i can't imagine there was someone saying let you must learn it this
1: way no well when i when i uh, yeah tried with a Capital T to play guitar for a while. Um, mm. It just really just, dis- I, I, well, ac- actually, the same for piano. It kind of distracted me. Like I never, it was hard for me to make this connection between, um, between the theory and the practice. Like I would, mm. I would, um, and I think that that's a, that's a thing that happens to a lot of people. Is they, it's easier to meet by ear and to like remember the score or the sheet music of a piece. Mm. by ear mm-hmm. and then know what to do when you hit bar 35 or something mm. musically I, I could do that like i could remember this that i knew these pieces that i would play on the piano by heart but i mm. if if i would would be asked to jump in at a certain point i would never be sure actually if i'm getting it right or not because mm. i know only approximately where that is mm. and um they it it has it has a lot to do with i guess my personality as well because it, the same in school like I was just if if i don't care for it i it's very hard to get me to keep me interested longer than two minutes yeah and and there was there's also in music theory at least to me no instant gratification you know like if mm. you if you you just have to learn it and to internalize it and and then probably reap the harvest of your learning sessions yeah. much later yeah. while it's when you when you hit a drum pad or you 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 oscillate um an oscillator <laughs> that this instantly is something happening yeah and uh i wouldn't um i wouldn't necessarily recommend just to do it that way nothing in uh, in music um to me to music mm-hmm. that i feel is inspired and fulfilling feels like it works by a certain rule, yeah, uh, or by a certain rule book, let's say, yeah, it definitely has rules. Otherwise, it's just like completely, you know, all over the mm. place. And that yeah. would that would lead me to to like free jazz, where I still, to this very day, young or old as I may be, have the hardest time finding something interesting in it because <laughs> I know from the first from the first bar, mm. you have amazing musicians there, stunning. Mm stunning highly musical people and that basically it's more i probably never got the concept can you explain can you explain the concept no
0: i i I can't (laughs) explain i can only i can only explain
1: it 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 sort of it ties in with everything you've said
0: so far in that you've got people who understand a bunch of rules and they're very very good at those rules and i think there's just it's just a an attempt to break out and a a genre genre was born whether that's whether that's really the finished product um yeah is yeah. open to uh, interpretation. Uh, whether it's just a stepping stone, um, and True. we meet somewhere in the middle. That's, but I, I'm, I'm particularly interested in what you're saying because, uh, from a fatherly point of view, because oh. the, you're you're starting to sound like my son, um, <laughs> um, and I'm very because. Uh, uh, so oh God. I, 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 well, oh, yeah, I know. Um, being being um, classically trained as I was, I've decided to uh, forego that experience for my children. Um, my, my daughter, sort of, she sings a bit. She played piano, and I, I pushed her to play piano for about six months. And then went, no, I can't. I can't push a child to do music. No. I was pushed, and I'm really grateful for it. But the, the the journey of pushing me was so horrendous that I I can't do it to anyone else. Um, and so. I wanted, uh, and it killed the passion in me. It nearly killed the passion for music. And what you're referring to is your 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 musical musical friends. I I sometimes fear that certain people have the passion drilled out of them by a yeah. conservatoire education. Yes. Um. And uh, I didn't want to do that. So I I guess I treated my children as a bit of an experiment. My son. Um, is that fatherly? I'm not sure. But my my son um, decided he loved the cello, um, mm-hmm. which is a very classical instrument. And yet, still, and yet, he said very, very early, on, early on, I don't want to do the grades. I don't want to do the exams. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I'll go with that. Um, and then when it came to reading music, he kind of just looked at me like, so, you know, you're an arsehole. every time, a time I tried to su- uh, suggest that he look at the music and he learn the dots. And what yeah. he what he ended up with is a system. He's got a system nice. which I'm I'm I think he's made a rod for his own back on one, on one level because it's a series of uh, finger steps and relating how sp- uh, the spaces between the notes on the page. So as long as he as long it's like a no it's it's like a, i'm trying to think of a sort of there's a, there must be a machine that does it it's like a tram as long as you hook it on at the beginning it will go all the way to the end so with, right. so with so with ruben my son you, as long as you hook him on at the beginning he gets all the way to the end you know yeah. and he'll he'll miss he'll miss things like obvious accidentals and i'll and mainly his ear will see him okay, but uh, but I'll go, look, you, you keep playing that accidental rung, and he's almost like, oh, flats and sharps, who cares? <laughs> um, but So he's, he's going through this series of, of, of uh, you know, this this method he's got, he gets to the end... His brain is really fried at the end of it. At the end of a 15, 20-minute session, he's really put, worked himself out. His, his brain is addled with the thinking, such yeah. deep, deep thinking. But it's too late now for me to draw him back. I can't draw him back to Middle C and this is, you know, where on the stage is Middle C. We're beyond that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yet, his passion remains. He he will not give up the cello. He loves the cello. Yeah. Um, and he's very musical. He loves uh, he loves sort of tribal African music; is his particular thing. Um, so, he I has imagine a deep, how deep cool passion. that could be. Well, yeah, I mean, and and I, I gave him a I gave him a loop pedal, you know, recently, oh. and and a, and a pickup, and he realised <laughs> that he could create loops on his cello, and he's doing a school project about it. So, you kind of, uh, I'm interested as to how your parents um, approached your musicality, because it feels to me like they decided to almost perform the same experiment it's like well ben's gonna have his own way let's watch and see what happens wind him up and watch him go
1: absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. because that is that is um you, you you could ask many important people in my life about this personality trait because that's exactly what it is like if i'm i'm I need to have it my own way, and that—that is—that <laughs> is that, you know, like it is. Maybe, maybe very, that's why you—why you like
0: me sleeping on the sofa because you're able <laughs> to get on with it your own way. No,
1: but like, yeah, well, <laughs> even yes and no. I mean, there's there's aspects of that that cater to that personality trait, yeah. but it is it is not necessarily because I it, my, there's also an interest in obviously being engaged into social things, <laughs> you know, and like yeah. to the learning curve. If I not said it before, I probably should say. It, once again, now was just beautiful. Like I would have never come up with these with the final pieces without you. It's it's yeah. just how it is. And um and and yeah and yeah.
0: You see, you intervened when I would have perhaps um gone for opted for repetition. You moved huh. little notes. I can really hear you fiddling with the notes that I yeah. played on on our on our collabor- collaboration because I haven't yeah. mentioned it, but we did a just a you know really lay it out there. We did a collaboration. We did an EP, <laughs> um, grains and moats, um, and you know they're beautiful tracks, and I, and I, I adore listening to them. And you kind of got the most um, sort of melancholy, sumptuous, heartfelt um, piano out of me, and then you put your lovely production to it, and and it was a beautiful thing, and so so easy. I mean, I, I think I just come off the back of six months of banging my head against the brick wall. I turned up at your flat in Berlin. We had a coffee. We sat down. We wrote two or three of them, I think, and 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 if it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah. we hadn't completed it in one go we completed it in two yeah. um and i think we complemented each other very nicely you yeah know? we did
1: <laughs> i would want to make super clear that this is only referring to me like my yep. my feel of my field of control or need for influence um st- stops right here like outside of that microphone you know in like, other words
0: I, you don't try and control
1: others never Never, like I know, I can, like I've heard, I've been told, um, I can, I can sound like I want to do that, but I know deep in my heart that's never, that's never what I want to do. Because exactly of moments like we had them, yeah, um, this can only work. Like a, col- a collaboration of any kind can only work if both or wh- whoever is involved can do as much um, of themselves as possible. You know, but, like, but, but
0: that that struck with me with you immediately is that you were you were you allowed freedom. I thought you're you're a combination between a very free spirit, but when it comes down to you, there's a conversation within you that you just, you, unfortunately. You know, it's like Ben is going to go and have to have that conversation now for ten minutes. <laughs> you know, you 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 have a cup of coffee, you have a sleep on the sofa. I'm just going to have this conversation, I, and and Ben Ben loves what you've done. Ben loves what you've done, but he's just got to tick a few boxes within himself for the next twenty minutes. Yeah, because he has a set of standards, and once yeah. he's done that. The knot it uh, subsides in the stomach and he allows other things
1: absolutely also uh, yeah, but like not not necessarily because of the standards, but because there's a lot there's a lot of information um coming to me that I need to digest it's not so much that it's like whatever we've done now, I need to bump it up to my standard, but it is <laughs> no, it's, I didn't <laughs> it's more it, it's and it, it, I need the feeling of um you're
0: right. Stan- standards is a bad word. Uh, you're right. It's just a series of tick boxes, like a processing. Yeah. It's a exactly. processing. Yeah. And,
1: and when, you, when you mentioned the repetition thing earlier, um, the the as good as many of the um, uh, plug-in pianos are these days, and we use one of them for you to play on, but yeah. obviously at least half of the, the fine-tuned articulations that you would put into a real instrument um, mm. are lost. And not picked up because the velocity of a VST piano is just simply, it's not the same. Like you, Mm. you know, there's more than 127 velocity steps in music. So basically what I did in these 20 minutes was to reestablish a kind of, you know, humanizing feel to it. And to me, still that's best done step by step, note by note. So it just takes a moment to make sure we have a, we have what feels like a natural repetition, you know, what, yeah. as if you could have played it exactly that way. And, and, uh, I always love to, um, yeah, to incorporate, to incorporate these, these deceiving aspects of it, you know, mm-hmm. like, is it, is it or like, and if somebody can't tell job well done but sometimes it doesn't work and you you know need to do it again you know um, you strike
0: you, you strike me uh, there's a great similarity you, you won't have the clue who i'm talking about it, but in the uk we have an old um it was a sort of it was a botanist actually uh, a tv Ooh. botanist called david bellamy and uh, the, and he Colourful was very name. yeah he had a idiosyncratic way he always talked like you know and he had the <laughs> And he's ha- used his hands in a very, very sort of, almost like he was helping the plants grow and helping the animals grow. And, and he was so, right. so, and it strikes me, you're a bit of a, you're almost like a musical botanist. I think you like to, <laughs> I think you like to, you know, you like to set up your
1: little experiments and watch them grow. And you're fascinated by how they grow. thats is, That is very, that is very well put and actually a lot better than... What I would normally say, because for the lack of a better term, I always say I approach it more architecturally. But that—that mm. that is almost too much, you know. It's not giant structures. It's—it is most of the time. It is small things that you put in a pot and you plant mm. it, and then you see mm. how it works. Like basically, let let the things do what they do. And yeah. um, that's
0: they, why I think that's why I think I don't I don't uh, I don't think of you and think of the word ego, <laughs> because mm. I think I think of someone who's there to. Really uh, r- enjoy the what radiates from the music or the plants or whatever it is you yeah. know, the the metaphorical plants. I think you really, really are
1: fascinated and just infused by what you're dealing with. I, is that fair to say? That is fair. That is fair to say. Exactly infused. And that's why you can't if you work on your own for a while with all the you know control freak aspects around it. That's why a, a well can run dry pretty fast because you just right. you need something that is. I mean, I never write a piece in one day, you know, let alone three.
0: With you, I'm I'm interested in, in where all this comes from with you, because um, we we, I, am I right in saying your at least your father was an actor?
1: Yeah. He was an actor and my my mom was a was in well for a time an opera singer and then, then vocal vocal coach. Right. Afterwards um, So that
0: was all that was all around you as you were growing up and they were obviously whether were uh, classical for your mom then classical Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And and like like was- basically everything between the the big Italian composers and and Schoenberg like this right. like this area. But she didn't do it for too long. Like, um, once she entered that world, she mm-hmm. yeah, she noticed it wasn't too much for her, I believe, like she loved mm-hmm. the the stage and the music and all these things, but yeah. the politics were difficult, or probably still are um mm-hmm. and by the time I was born, like I'm the third of three kids um she wasn't she wasn't performing anymore, or like small concerts on her own terms doing that um but and
0: doing it and doing it purely for the joy on her part yeah
1: as much as possible mm. like they like mm. she, she would earn money by being a vocal coach for for mm. inspiring singers yeah. and and my my father was well was an actor but the he also was a big music geek mostly classical and and jazz and um most of it i unfortunately didn't have the um yeah joy of sharing with him i mean yes i did i did share that a lot but like I, I my head was in a different musical space and by the time he basically passed by the time we could have really met and really educated ourselves even more we did educate each other a lot on right. on both our stuff like weekly exchanges but i feel like w- when when he passed i was at a point where i could have understood and interacted in our conversation a lot more
0: was it, was he absent then working when you were a very young child?
1: Um yeah, all throughout my life. I mean he was basically he was um part of an ensemble of a theater and they they basically moved on every eight to six years by, by just changing their main um theater. Mm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And um we when I was small we moved to uh one town and then he worked there for eight years and then he moved to the like slightly more remote town, but mm. he didn't wanted us to move with him all the time, so like he would just uh you know endure these longer, longer travels right. um that got yeah substantially longer every eight to ten years well yeah. six to eight years rather
0: and and did he did he impart that life back to you? did you feel that life was around you were you, were there sort of actors uh, musicians around the house
1: oh yeah, 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 ma- yeah, it's ma- all all the silent. Yeah, all the all the friends, like most of the friends, were either yeah from yeah from the theater or from from the school my mother worked at. Or yeah, there they, there was hardly such a thing as a non musical friend in our family, which is <laughs> right. probably terrible that I still can't read notes. I I don't know if your parents are still alive. You did tell me once. Are no. you your parents still alive? No, I they're 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 both they're both uh, no longer with us. Uh, no my longer, my, yeah. my my father died in two thousand seven. Yeah. And my mum in two thousand fifteen. Okay, yeah. so do you think um
0: that they would expect you to be doing what you're doing now?
1: Sorry, two thousand fourteen? What am 2014. I talking about? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, time flies. Time flies. So do you think
0: do you do you think though that they, they would expect you to be doing what you're doing now for a living? Is this was this entirely expected from an early age or is this a surprise?
1: Uh you mean expected as in that's what they wanted me to do or that's what I what they thought I will do?
0: what they thought you would do yeah
1: i mean we can can get on to what they did yeah it was obvious was it yeah well yeah i i said i don't want to do anything else (laughs) right what what, what age were you when you said that um 11 12 maybe but i had no idea how to accomplish that like i i heard certain things on the radio and like actually very very cheesy techno stuff back then um but you had that guys before in your heck was that <laughs> your, your your guys before
0: uh, your Ben Lucas boys yeah. and guys was uh, heck am I yeah exactly yeah. yeah absolutely yeah
1: um, exactly and that yeah, well I started yeah I started that when I was i don't know twenty one twenty two right. or something and um I've, I've said that a few times before, but I have to say it again because that it's just a cornerstone cornerstone of who I am as a musician is that most of my most of my friends, with the exception of one Oh, probably two. Um, all throughout my youth, w- were not inst- interested at all in that kind of music and right. this kind of like warpish. Everything that came from England, basically. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but but warp, um Very few abstract things from from Germany. There weren't that many. Like there was a long dry period. Like before there was, you know. But and and now there. We're picking up on a lot of stuff from from GDR, from the GDR as well. Is it wow. Super interesting what what happened under certain circumstances musically. Um But I was really alone with that and basically only had my the the musical foundation of my parents to bounce that off of. Not not even my brothers, um as much as they I mean they everyone in the family has each other's backs. Like we were very tight-knit family okay. um but we all had our things going on my other brother my oldest brother wanted to be an actor and he's an actor and a, and a teacher now right. and my other brother was a drummer for a long time um and now uh works exclusively with training dogs and um yeah it's, it's it, there's a lot of shit like basically uh, from the three of us i'm the only one still following what they wanted to do from an early age on. Mm. Um, and that's another thing that I admire, and probably worth another episode altogether, to be honest. Because, like, how long do you see the reason for what you're doing, and and purpose in what you're doing? And that's that's a very interesting thing for a creative person as well. I think. Well, it
0: is. And I was going to ask: Have you ever had any breaks from what you do? Have you ever had any periods where you've I don't know you've you've got writer's block, or you've just got sick yeah, of yeah. it, or you've you question you have? Yeah, many times, many times, many times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, describe what that that period was like, all those periods were like when you suddenly, what was it? Did you lose love for
1: it? No, uh, no, it was more like, 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 um, as if music has become emotionally unavailable to me for a while, you know, after, especially after a long project, like if after the Amazon series, for example, Mm. um, I just, I went on, on um, like a month long holiday where I just said I'm just gonna pack my bags and I'm gonna get out of here not because I was burned out or anything just I I saw my studio and my screen for half a year basically nonstop, stop and I just said if I don't see a couple of trees in the next two hours I'm gonna lose it and um so I went away for a month which was beautiful and I actually thought on that trip I would start writing the album because I discussed a lot with the label that it was about time to write the new album um And thought I would need about half a year to a year because now that I can uh, freely think again, ideas will come flying. Nothing happened. Like I took another six weeks after that, blocked projects and said, no, no, I'm just going to work commercially after these six weeks. Nothing happened. I just basically played PlayStation, took walks, had phone calls, reconnected with people. But like everything I started just didn't sound interesting at all. Like it would always be an arpeggiator or very... Like I would, you know, repeating stuff that I felt, I didn't, not saying that's bad, but stuff where I just felt if if this is not going anywhere, I'm not going to invest like two more hours in this. I already know this is not going anywhere. Mm. And um, I only... Did you panic? Did you panic at that point? A little, a little, because that's something that doesn't happen that often. Always happens now and then, but I like normally... For me, it's it's quite different to work on on personal stuff and work on con- contract work. Yes, um, and that normally doesn't happen with con- like um, yeah commercial work because the, the framework's there. Like you don't have to think that much. You you just have to basically incorporate a, th- a mm. certain thought into yeah. your own thought process, and that's very helpful. It doesn't make it easy necessarily, but it definitely. Gets you um, off and running a lot mm. easier, mm. Um, yeah. And uh, so yeah, writers' work definitely. And only changing the very fabric of what I did on the last two albums uh, by buying a gr- granular sense and just saying like you, you're not using these sounds or these kind of elements just to get started. You can bring them back, you mm. know, if you uh, later on. But don't use the same things that you normally yeah. do yeah. and it's, it's forcing it out. And also, um, that being said, I'm not exactly sure you can force a writer's block out, but you can help it go away Yeah. because like, if you just, if you just, a new toy is good. I, I mean, a new toy is, is a new is, toy is, is good, but it's also dangerous yeah. because I, <laughs> I, I know, well, you, you showed me the Lyra eight, the, Yeah, the, I've got it over here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, after, the white Russian, the right, exactly. I bought the really? black version. After, okay. <laughs> after, because I remember you, I asked you when you were here, I asked you, does it help you get somewhere? Because it is so random and it is so, uh, so uh, almost hyper intuitive. We just think, yes. like, how how do I actually get to that? I bought it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well <laughs> um, done. For, yeah, but I used it for pretty much exactly cohesive 36 hours, 38 hours, maybe. Right. And then I packed it up and sent it back because I know it's like what I can get from it. Yeah. I got in this monster session. So, yes. and, and didn't, f- didn't think it was that helpful to my everyday life. Um, I'll go along with that. How, h- however, it is all over the album. <laughs> like, oh, right. It is, uh, the recordings made me actually think, oh, damn it, I should have just, you know, let it sit for a week or two. Yeah. Uh, and I tend to have these, speaking of having it my way, after this impulse and choices where you just think like if it's not happening right now, right there, the exact way I want it, it's wrong. That's something I have to work on because that is that's a long list of failures on my end, because that happened too many times. But compressors and effect units and blah blah blah. Yeah. And if they're not performing exactly how I imagine them to be without understanding yes. them, then a new toy can also be just a costly. Mm, misled train of thought because oh well um, I mean
0: I, I I'm an I'm an illustration of that because I I I. Decided I would get more inverted commas more electronic, and I bought yeah. everything that had ever been manufactured since about 1972. I mean, if you could see, <laughs> if you could see my room here. Yes. Um, either oh, side I of know. me, it's full of full of stuff, and each one was a half learning curve. It's not that I even went to the full end of the learning curve. I kind of yeah. did what you did. I went mad on it for about um, half a day, maybe two days, and thought, well, this is it, eureka! And then all yeah. of a sudden, I'd sort of come in the next day and. Not turn it on, and I think, well, why is that? You know, am I bored of it now? Or, yeah. am I just, What am I? Am I just a spoilt child? Um, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, but I'm not someone who sort of has the bravery to sort of pack it up and send it back. So they all sit here, and and then slowly I go back to them. the white, The white Russian, the Lyra, is is a good example. I mean, yeah. it's sitting over there. I brought it to Berlin with me actually, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah. used it as a lovely little noise machine. I'm actually back at that point
1: of thinking of buying it again. Sorry, just to try. Well, I've
0: done. uh, I bought. What did I buy twice? I bought something. I bought. Oh, I bought the uh, the Tempest drum machine twice, and I've sold it twice.
1: Oh, good. Another another episode just to talk about the Tempest because, like, I'm I'm you know circling around that for I don't know five years, six years because I know it's it's supposed to be hyper complex, but it's also sounding extremely good, and I'm not exactly sure I'm I'm man enough. Well I'm I,
0: I just it turns out I'm not. I'm not I am i can not be I I can't be hyper complex. I it needs to be intuitive. I mean I really mm. learned that about myself during this process that it has to be it just has to be intuitive. Um that's just me. Yeah. I've accepted that. Um yeah. and it and it really can be as simple as don't the buttons look nice? You know, it yeah, can, of course. that that can be it really. Um, but that,
1: that makes that makes so much sense. I mean mm. this is basically especially if you want it intuitive. Yeah. And with certain synths, um, like the MOOC stuff, and I know you have a Model D, um, I do. which I would be yes. very interested in how you feel about it. But like the, the buttons there are fundamental, like the design to the break mo- it down. Mo-
0: how do I feel about the Model D? Yeah, because I think like
1: design-wise, it is, it is that's exactly oh. what a synth has to be. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, I mean, go. I, I
0: go to it every time. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, you know, it's it's the best. It's I was describing. I bought it off a company called Soundgas, mm-hmm. um, and they asked me how I felt about it. And I always I'd say there's that, that formula between how much money you've spent on it and how long it takes for you to to forget about the money you've spent. Yeah. So in other so in other words, you know, <laughs> if, if, if you spend five hundred quid or pounds. Uh, sound guys, sound uh, guys that. Sound yeah, yeah, they asked me. That. So, I, so I, you know, if you if you spend five hundred pounds and it takes you a week to stop thinking about the five hundred pounds, it's probably not a great piece of kit. The Mo- the Mini Move Model D, probably, I think it was about four and a half thousand pounds. It was about three seconds, and a big <laughs> smile went on my face, and I thought, I just don't give a hoot about the money. <laughs> I couldn't give a toss. Um, you know, I'd have paid double, and then I knew I had something truly beautiful yeah Um, exactly it's like a it's like a steinway piano you're just
1: sitting down and going oh
0: you know you do do that once
1: and you probably um, get into a into fisticuffs with your tax advisor but that's fine although they should be happy like seriously i mean if if if, um if it comes to the point where i do spend
0: eighty thousand pounds on a steinway i won't regret it no uh, it'll be about yeah yeah it will be another three seconds after i purchase it i'll just sit down and go yeah my life was all about having this uh, and exactly this is my instrument, this is my tool, yeah and i guess i guess do you, do you yeah. feel that same way about your some of your equipment? do you feel that that's you're just born to play it and and fiddle with it and program it and compose with it?
1: Most of the stuff that i'm doing these days start with the with the prophet six right um, yeah these yeah. days um and i'm not exactly sure I mean I had the same experience with it that you had with the Model D or comparable experience because I just went to the store seeing what they had, like trying out new synths, as you do. Mm. And I never was a big fan of all the previous Dave Smith mm. stuff. Not because, I've, I don't know why, like the, I didn't like the feel of it. I liked mm. the sound but I didn't like the, the feel of the synths. Um, But still got, gave it a try. And I saw it there, it was just released and I just Went there and um, played it, and I had like I don't know. After five minutes, I just literally picked it up from the store and went home, <laughs> which never happens. You no, know, I, I go home, I sleep on it. I just you think, didn't like, pay for it then. I did. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's like that. That that's a very intense impulse buy. <laughs> uh, we just think shoplifted you, it yeah. exactly. You have yeah, you, you have you have no intentions of buying anything, hmm. but you go. To the store and leave with a i don't know what it was two and a half thousand you know we're just yeah. like ah oh, i should have thought that through probably He's like, but <laughs> no and no and, but you shouldn't have done i mean that sounds like as you say
0: intuitive instinctive everything that that was begging yeah which can
1: ruin you pretty fast because if i would follow like i would have bought the model other uh, model d i said the the moog one which yeah. i'm still like thinking about um it it it, it the trouble is, it looks like a memory moog,
0: and I have a memory moog, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. and it's in stark contrast to it. I mean, it's, they're two completely different things.
1: These exactly these these comparisons. I actually heard from a friend who gave back his um, moog one to buy a memory moog, and actually <laughs> never regretted it. So yeah. I, it's it, it it could depend on so many things, you know. Like, but I'm always a display. I'm a display type. I'm always an editing person. Mm. It doesn't have to be a musical instrument per se for me. It yeah. needs to be something that allows me to go absolutely crazy. Yeah. And normally, a, an instrument should have its character or a synth should have its character, but should be really tweakable. And that's mm. why what happened with The Prophet happened with the OB-6 a couple of weeks mm. later, where just, like, I'm ruining myself just because yeah. that is a dream come true. Mm. These two people, even though I didn't speak very highly of Dave Smith before, but... His, his reputation, my, his reputation with me, was completely um, uh, redeemed with the Prophet Six, and ever since, I'm really, really, really interested in what they're doing as a company.
0: <laughs> well, I guess, look, just to round off our chat, um, yes. Now that you've finished, now that you've finished your album. Mm-hmm. Are you now entering into a new writer's block, or have you got something no. that you're going jumping straight into?
1: Yeah, started the new album already. Like what? Strong start with with two tracks where I just think, oh, I'm on a roll, and now I'm kind of cooling down very fast. So I need to <laughs> need to create. Really? Yeah, but that, that's a ritual. Like I try to on the day of the well, between you hand in the master and releasing an album, you still you know there's like these kindling embers of creativity that you, you're absolutely right i know exactly what you mean we yeah. just think i haven't said anything everything that i wanted to say in this period yeah. yeah but
0: but then you but you've handed it over right this now we're talking it's mastered and it's and it's it's out or it's yeah, like yeah. you've handed it over but no, the new, the new stuff say. no
1: no the new stuff i just have floating <laughs> no, around no here. no, i
0: mean i mean in this process so at the point when you're writing this this first two tracks of a new album yeah is the album's mastered and delivered and and it's already yeah. out or is is that is that the point at which this happened these two tracks
1: uh in between because like in between handing in the master and the release, there was i don't know four months five months okay pretty right. much exactly five months because right. it was mastered in december end of yeah. December and was released the first of may
0: yeah you, i mean uh, are you, are you the, regarding the last album are you are you just sort of is it now part of your past or or is there is there stuff to do with this album now
1: um probably trying to do live shows whatever that means in this oh, day and age but well, yeah. because now it's, it's much more scalable and performable mm-hmm. than than the other yeah. two albums um yeah. and uh, is that something
0: is that something you relish or is that something that you just you're not sure about uh, live i mean live performances they're a very they're a, they're a very specific thing and you either yeah, adore it yeah. or you slightly skirt around it how do you feel about
1: it uh, uh, i yeah, I do the letter because um, I. For me, this the the music is perceived in isolation. And actually, best consumed in thereof. Such yep. henceforth. Good. Wow, um. <laughs> sure. oh, the sentence sounded so much more eloquent in my mind. <laughs> um, no, the the it, it, that, that's my preferred way of listening to music um, is alone, (laughs) on my own, uh, no matter, like not even my own music, but like generally music, I just love listening to music when I'm cooking or, Mm. uh, doing any kind of work that allows me to listen to music. It's just, Mm. um, it's a, it's a personal thing. So that's why, um, it was never like an urge for me to, uh, to share that publicly, that being said, the couple of concerts we played as a band for um, the the last two albums, I, I think it was only five or probably six concerts, and mm. every one of them was was a beautiful experience. Ah. Like like it was it was it was just really, really wonderful. Mm. Um because yeah, because you're, you're giving back. I mean, I don't have to explain that to <laughs> live music. It's probably the feeling of playing live, the rewarding qualities of it. Um, but for me, it was, the music I make is for, for people, like I need to do it for myself. And the result is something that people should do with whatever they want. Like wherever they want mm-hmm. to listen to it, that's fine. And I, want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to dictate anything.
0: So, so what, do you, what do you imagine is driving your audience to come and see you
1: live then? Um, the wonderful Marion Hobbs actually told me once that it's, it is about being in a room together, you know, yeah. enjoying something together yes. and, um, uh, and joining minds by yeah. doing so. And I have to confess, until she said that I was, I don't know, mid-30s, early 30s, yeah. um, I never saw it that way. I just thought people pay money to be entertained, and I'm not a good performer, so therefore it must be crap. So, so,
0: di- so did you imagine then the audience were enjoying it far more than you were
1: then? Probably, <laughs> probably. But I enjoyed it a lot. But I was I was surrounded by a team of wonderful musicians. Right. So you gave so, them the credit for the, for the general yeah, good vibe. I have to give them the credit because without mm-hmm. them, it's just me and a moog noodling mm-hmm. about. <laughs> and nobody should spend money to see that, and um, <laughs> yeah. and the, the the concerts also the venues were beautiful. Um, the one was at, at in London. The premiere was in London actually at uh, in the Village Underground, yeah. um, and wow. then we played at a Planetarium and we played a wonderful festival in Poland. And and the welcoming spirit of these occasions were just making me you know very humbling, very humbling yeah. experiences you just think okay it is not you know don't be so negative don't be so controlly about it how how people yeah. treat that stuff mm. um be as open as you can and so i'm hoping whenever that happens and we can play again i would love to try that again and um you know
0: well i, th- I think the new moniker the new uh, tag of being the musical botanist is something you should go with and i think you should have live plants
1: that um, could be the that, that 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 could be the the, the title of that episode <laughs> I
0: th- I don't think you should even play an instrument really on on the, uh, live gigs. I think you should just sort of, you know, wr- wring your hands and just promote <laughs> promote growth and
1: draw <laughs> draw energy out of your fellow musicians, um, watering little pot- potted plants. Yeah, plans, yeah really take it to a really
0: <laughs> n- the nth degree and sit yourself in a little greenhouse. Yeah, I can see it all oh, beautiful. Let- I'll be your musical director. I can I can sort it Green all. out.
1: Greenhouse that would be so good. Like behind like a, which, you know, the shadow walls. The yeah, people yeah. on TV that don't want to be seen. That's right. That's- yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, funny you just say that. I
0: remember one of the most amazing gigs I ever saw was spiritualized, and they had Ooh. lights, lights behind them shining in your face, so you only yeah. ever saw them in the shadow. Which uh, it's a nice touch. That excellent. It's, it's a good anonymous thing. It's a bit like Jim Morrison turning his back on the audience.
1: Do, do you know? Uh, uh, well, the, it's a it's probably an acquired taste, but there's a band that I like a lot called uh, Born and the Club of Gore. Um it's uh, a, it's a, not aware of them. <laughs> Sorry. I feel Wait. like an ignoramus. No. No no because it is I think they're acquired taste. It's basically doom it's it's doom jazz. Um doom jazz. It's it's like two uh, two members rather than jazz doom, yeah. Exactly. Okay, now okay. like two two of the four members, I believe. They come from a doom metal background and the other two come from jazz. So uh, basically they play doom metal more or less extremely slow jazz with a vibraphone and only wow. a hi-hat and saxophone and and it's and it's uh, the most conceptual band I know because they released plenty of albums and Wonderful. all of them are in this, this direction. But when they play, you don't see that you, they might as well not be there yeah. um, because they you don't see them on stage. Everything's dimmed and they make the funniest announcements in between tracks. It's like all <laughs> very dull, very sad, very, you know... Uh, depressive music and in between there's this almost stand-up bits and mm. it's it's a tour de force of emotions this concert like if you can if they ever play because they don't play that often go see them it's it it's, sounds, it it's sounds like a
0: beautiful concert it sounds like my kind of gig it really does
1: yeah um it really does
0: um well listen ben it's always lovely hanging out with you and it's even though i'm not uh, because of uh, the nature of things at the moment we can't hang yeah. out in your flat no um this is the we second will. second best option um, yes, and, and I didn't fall asleep on the sofa this time, <laughs> um, and uh, I'm glad of it. Uh, but thank you, thank you so much for talking to me. Um, thank you, Neil. and I'll see you soon, Ben.
1: See you very very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks to Ben Lucas Boyson, and thanks to you for listening. Please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, so you never miss an episode.